Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Child Whisperer podcast. This is Carol Tuttle. I'm your host and also the author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisperer. And today we're talking about chores in the world of the type 2 sensitive child. So you are in the right place. I've got some great questions that have been emailed in. I'm also available to support you with your parenting questions for any live callers that call in at 347-677-1963. So welcome. So if you're a parent, um, even if you're not, and you want to learn about yourself, I mean, I'm fixing my... Ah, hang on. Oh, there's just a second. I'm going to go live on Facebook one more time. Thanks for my um, podcast listeners. The type two child I call the sensitive child. And make sure you read the book, The Child Whisperer. And I assume you have if you're all, if you're here listening to the show. So I, I think that's really amazing that you're committed as a parent. And today we're talking about chores. So the chores in the world of a type 2, we really want to consider their true nature. And so I'll be talking about that and giving you some great tips on how to motivate them according to their nature. Because a child is born to want to be cooperative, to want to be successful, and to receive validation from their parents. And so we want that for our children, and it's a lot easier than you might realize. So we're going to help the type 2 child today. So we're going live again on Facebook. We're back on Facebook. Thanks for tuning into the Child Whisper podcast. We're talking about chores and motivating the type 2 sensitive child. So in the world of the type 2 child, we want to remember their true nature. Their true nature is first to be sensitive. They have an emotional connection to the world, and they have a gift for details. Details are like steps, steps to move forward. They're like a steady river, a flow. The steps create a connection. This step leads to this step leads to this step. That's how they're innately designed to be able to process and move forward their world, their outer world. It's more of an introvert energy, meaning the energy moves inward first. And so your type 2 child is going to process internally on an emotional level before they can move in, in an extrovert outward moving fashion. And so I'm going to give you some tips today on the best way to motivate that type two child. And so in the world, hey everybody, we're back on Facebook with the Child Whisper podcast. We're talking about chores and the type two sensitive child. And so in the world of a type two, details are a key. Steps moving forward to the details create the steps. And this needs, to, this needs to be taken into account when teaching a type two child how to successfully manage chores. Now you have to think of chores as, chores as behavioral training. And I talked about this a couple episodes ago, how to take the struggle out of chores. So make sure you back up and listen to 
that podcast because we have a certain mindset that we bring to the doings of our world, the maintenance of life, that it's a struggle, it's hard. And our children can pick up on that orientation and they can bring that, they can actually reflect that back to it. So in the world of a type 2 sensitive child, what that looks like when they're reflecting back the struggle is they start to whine. You get a lot of whining, I don't want to do it, resistance. So let's help that type 2 child employ their natural gifts, their capacity to succeed in the behavioral training of managing chores successfully, completing them. So the first thing you want to look at in the early stages of teaching a type 2 child in completing a chore successfully is start with small tasks that only require two to three steps because you understand they have to process this in steps. They're creating a plan. And this is not training you have to provide. They're naturally designed to think this way. So walk them through the steps. And as, as they understand the steps, these are the details they need to be able to now have a plan that they can move forward in. For example, setting the table. If you're teaching a small child in the early ages of learning how to do a chore, you know, even a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old can help with setting the table. Well, that would look like putting the eating. You, you, you'd go through the steps. First put down the napkin, then put the eating utensils down, and now the glasses, those three steps. And then you can invite them to make a plan around that. How do you want to proceed with that? Those are the three steps I'd like you to complete. You're going to employ now their natural gift for successfully following through on those steps. And you've only, at that age, see, at that young age of a toddler, you've given them just a couple steps. They'll now activate what's natural for them. I'm going to create a plan. They'll get it done, and then you reward them with praise. Praise them for taking care of those details. Even use that wording. You're so good at the details. Now, you want to remember that type 2 children are sensitive to comfort. The environment of their home, they want it to be comfortable not only for themselves but for everyone else. And so you want to, again, draw on that orientation to create, to connect their chores with creating comfort, chores that add comfort to the home or their room. That will be motivating to them. And they want to be praised for creating comfort. They want others to be, uh, re- they want to recognize, be recognized for their sensitivity to the comfort of others. You're so good at creating comfort in our home. I love how you keep your room so tidy. It's such a comfortable, cozy space. You want to, The motive here is cleanliness, organization, tidiness creates a quality of comfort and cozy. Recognize that in your feedback, that they're creating that. Look how comfortable you've made this. So you want to motivate them to clean their room with that kind of acknowledgement. And how? let's make your room more, rather than let's clean up your room, let's make your room more comfortable by tidying it up. They'll relate to that. They'll, they'll be motivated by, yes, I want the outcome of the comfort. I want the outcome of feeling cozy and supported in the comfort of my own room. Now, if a type 2 child is resisting chores, it could be one of three reasons. So think of, you know, note yourself on this. And if you're an adult listening to this, check in with yourself. Maybe this is a reason you resist chores because you weren't properly trained in alignment with your natural gifts. You may have been pushed into doing it, rushed to do chores. It felt like it, you had to be aggressive in your 
manner and approach, and that's going to be contrary to your type two nature of flow to have to override that to accomplish things. So check in with that. And are you doing that to a type two child? Are you rushing? Are you presenting a more aggressive approach to managing space and getting jobs done around the home? You know, and we're talking about chores specifically to managing your space, managing your home environment, taking care of it. And I talk about that in that podcast of a couple episodes back on taking the struggle out of chores, that the motivation that you want to be able to, you want to motivate all types of children and yourself out of the reference to appreciating your space, appreciating your belongings. We do chores because it's an act of appreciation. So teach them about the one of three reasons. Let's get back to those. One, they may not clearly understand the steps and are not able to make a plan in their head on how to move forward, so they resist. They just don't understand what the steps are. You haven't given them that advantage to explain the necessary steps in a chore and allow them to make a plan either. uh, Well, the second reason is, If they don't know the steps, they can't make a plan on how they're going to follow through on the steps. So in that, there may be too many steps and they're in overwhelm and they can't, it's just they can't orchestrate a thought out, you know, a plan and feel comfortable with it to move forward because there's just too many steps. And so you want to review and ask them what could they eliminate to make their plan? You know, what steps do they need to have to make their plan? And actually enroll them with that kind of um, verbiage. I'd like you to make a plan. What's your plan for getting this chore done? What are the steps you need to create your plan? Do you understand the steps so you can make a plan? See, those are all phrases they'll naturally relate to. And then the third reason they may be resisting is there's too much to do and they don't have a clear plan. Either because there's too much to do, they can't think it through, they can't write it out, and they get stifled. And this they, when it comes to homework, like let's say they've got their afternoon where they're responsible for getting homework done, they're responsible for getting chores done, they they want to connect with friends or just spend some downtime to relax or connect with mom or dad. And they're faced with all of this. It's overwhelming. I don't know where to start. See, where when a type 2 doesn't been supported in acting on their gifts, nurturing and developing their gifts, they'll go into, you know, like the deer deer in the headlights staring at it all going I don't know where to start because I don't know how to formulate a plan because I haven't been supported in developing this natural gift of mine so teach them about their natural gifts that they have this ability to identify details steps that are necessary to organize those steps into a plan help them eliminate both the mental clutter and physical clutter that they can get overwhelmed by they may think there's more to do than there really is. Let's get let's declutter those thoughts. Do they have too much in their room that they can't keep it organized and tidy? And they will have a tendency to want to keep hang on to things and collect things because of an emotional sentiment connection, sentimental connection. So you want to teach them again in their behavioral training how to let go of things. If they have too many belongings, they can be overwhelmed and not know where to start. 
And so teach them the process of what to keep, what to let go of. And I highly recommend the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. By, um, it's called the KonMari Method. It's a popular reference. And we actually did a club night in Addressing Your Truth. Last year, I hosted a club night called True to You, How to Make Style and Lifestyle Choices that Spark Joy. And that's a really good reference for any person any type, but that's especially supportive to you to teach your type two child what to keep, what provokes joy, what allow, you know, what what can they let go of and keep the sentiment of joy without needing the actual item. And so these are all great resources to teach your type two children to be successful in their chores. And what kind of rewards are supportive for acknowledging them? First and foremost, praise, validation for mom and dad is the number one reward we can give the type two, any type of children, but especially type two children. And make sure you give them a hug, reach out to them, make a physical connection when you actually give that praise and acknowledgement, a hand on the shoulder, um, giving, putting your arm around them, giving them a squeeze. I love how well... Make it not about the chore they accomplished, but their ability to successfully get it done. I think that's where praise is often misdirected to the actual result of cleaning the toilet, emptying the dishwasher, cleaning the room, where let's focus the praise on the child's ability to use their natural gifts and successfully completing that task. You can also acknowledge that the job they did, they did a great job, and look, your room's so comfortable now. It feels so cozy. And if you let them kind of, uh, again, any child, any type of child, when it comes to rent their room, what have you allowed them to invest in to make it their space, to personalize it, to make, even if they're sharing a room, there's a space that's in that shared space that they can claim as their own. Does your type two child, did they get to pick their sheets and their pillow and their bedspread? Did they get to pick those, you know, they're very sensitive to the feel of fabrics on the skin. Uh, They want things to be pleasing to the eye, those details. Have you allowed them to choose those different features of their room that they're drawn to now motivated to keep it tidy, keep it clean, keep it comfortable. Again, referencing the comfort and reminding yourself how much am I praising my child in using their natural gifts when they do their chores versus the praise of the actual job that they completed. I, that's an insight for me today. That's an aha moment because I didn't mention that in the last week's episode, Motivating the Type 1 Fun-Loving Child. And I love that that inspiration has come to me today, that, you're, that, that we want to reward the child through praising their natural gifts and the success of the job they've done with their chores. So I hope that's helped you, you parents that are parents of Type 2 sensitive children, and also for those of you that are Type 2 adults that want to uh, apply this to your personal experience because good chance your parents missed this and their efforts of raising you because they didn't understand your natural gifts. So I have a great success story today. This comes in from a sweet type two 
Well, this, this mom says, I have this wonderful, sweet, type 2, 10-month-old who has spent the majority of his life crying, whining, and a determination to be comfortable. It has been very stressful trying to figure out what he wants all the time. I've been trying to teach him the words and signs for certain things. And just yesterday, he started signing more and is saying, Baba for bottle. It is absolutely amazing to see how helping to make his world a little more comfortable and showing him I care, even if I have to pick him, pick, even if I have to pick him to take him to the, uh, pick him up to take him to the other room with me to avoid a meltdown makes him a much calmer baby. And I thank you for that success story. And that adds value to what we're talking about in motivating the type two sensitive child when it comes to chores that this mom pointed out that she's focusing on that this child wants to make a connection and that when they're in resistance, you're going to hear whining and their comfort is such a key thing to tune into. So use this to your benefit. Let's keep listening. I'm going to sign off on Facebook. I've got a great question. I've got several great questions. I've got the um, phone lines open to talk to you directly. My first question is from a type three mom with a type two 10 year old. We have weekly chores in my family and while his type three six-year-old sister and his type four 12-year-old brother get their chores done promptly every week, my type two son procrastinates and then he asks his siblings to help him with his chores. This makes them both mad and then my type two son just cries because he hates that they get mad at him. Can you offer any insights to help me motivate him to not put his responsibilities off? So I'm going to be answering that and some more great questions. Thanks for watching on Facebook. So, um, Suggestions I've already given, I'm going to apply here. He's resisting because, you know, the type, the type three and the type four siblings have a different approach. It's not going to be his approach. I think you just need to apply the feedback I've already given and let him know he's going to do it differently than his siblings. And his approach is going to be different. I'd also suggest that you let him, I'd imagine the siblings execute pretty quickly. They probably are pretty fast. He's gonna, this child's going to need a little more time to make the plan and even to incorporate it into the different activities of the afternoon or the time span. Let's say there's three or four things. Are you asking multiple things? Are they an overwhelm? He doesn't know where to start. He's, when, when asking the siblings, he's seeing them succeed. Consider the possibility. It's nice trying to get out of anything or trying to pass it off to them. He's trying to get some support to say maybe if they'd help me, I can move forward on this. And the fact that he's now getting disciplined probably for not doing his chores successfully, that's just stressful. It's hurtful. It's emotionally hurting him. So break it up. You need to break it up. You need to chunk it out. And then you need to say, now why don't you go make a plan and how much time you need and then work with him to be able to follow through on the plan and make the plan really doable. Bring this down so that he's successful in some simple chores. Create some successes with some simple chores so you can build on them. So he starts hearing some praise. Let's switch this to a praise, praise value. And what can you simplify and support him with the approach I've already taught you so that there's some successes that he can then build on. So especially when we're in resistance, we've got to go back to modification, modifying it, simplifying it so that we can start to set the 
chore environment up, the chore experience up for our children, that they're successful and they start to hear that successful praise, then build on that because that's going to be a motivator. My phone lines are open. If you want to press the number one on your phone, we'll know that you're wanting to talk to me directly. Um, please call in at 347-677-1963 and press the number one. Another question that came in today uh, from, let's see, from a type four mom. She writes, I'm a type four mom. I'm looking for advice about how to connect with my type two 20-year-old daughter. My son and daughter were used as weapons during a bitter divorce battle 10 years ago. I chose to walk away from the marriage because there was abuse for all involved. After two years in court, I was empty emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Can you help me rebuild the connection with my daughter? She refuses to communicate with me. Any suggestions? Yeah, again, you know, you knowing she's a type two that has had a fallout from this um, that may take more time than you might require, even as a 20-year-old, that this might take more time for this to mend. First approach it with giving it more time. The water under the bridge flows a little. I, you know, I don't like the necessarily fast flow. It flows at the appropriate pace for a type two person. Who's to say that's slow? It's, we live in a more uh, fast, aggressive world, so we think it's slow, but maybe it's a, it's a more sensitive approach. We can learn some things from our type two fellow human beings to say maybe the rest of us are moving faster than it's necessary. There is a there are two posts on the effects of divorce on children, and I'll make sure that those are included in the blog post copy for this podcast. As I've interviewed moms, and I think you'll get some good insights from mothers who have seen this experience and how they've supported their children. I, I like my figure eight technique. Uh, I know in Remembering Wholeness, I talk about a mom who had a son that wouldn't speak to her and had been several years as an adult child and he had refused to have contact with her. And so I recommend my book, Remembering Wholeness, as well. This story goes that I, start, I asked the mom, invited her to start meditating and seeing her son and sending him love and um, acknowledging her, you know, her choices that would have been hurtful to him. That's the one thing. you got to go in not trying to defend your position on it to try and, you know, make reason with her. You're going to want to reason as a type four to help her reason with this, where she's coming from an emotional experience of it that's not as, much your process so you want to allow her her emotional experience and give feedback and open the space to invite that I don't know if the method you might reach out to her right now but start sending her love and sending her uh, permission to share how she feels that she's safe with you now to share her feelings how this affected her emotionally any hurts she's still carrying uh, she, I don't know if this 20-year-old knows she's a type 2 energy, but you do. So it gives you a huge advantage. And then the figure eights are basically a sideways figure eight, an infinity sign. And you imagine you're connecting your heart to her heart. I have taught this on various posts. 
and mention it frequently. It's a powerful energy healing technique to start to connect your energies again, heart to heart. But it's real key when she starts to show up that you become a really great listener and you listen to understand without any, I wouldn't even try and initially, I'd just hear her, I'd listen, and I'd validate without having to agree. You, you, in order to, when you listen to a child's feelings and validate them, that doesn't mean you're agreeing with them. You both had a very different experience with this. What you're saying is you have a right to feel this way based on your experience, and I understand this has been hurtful to you. And that's the children, we all need that. We all need that. And so make sure you give that to this child when she starts to show up. Encouragement, I I can... I've got some callers calling in. We'll bring them on the line after I take this next email question. Uh, A type 4 mom again writes in, after two miscarriages, I had my son. He's a type 2, three-and-a-half-year-old. And the fear of losing him has never left me. After two more miscarriages, I have my daughter, who is five weeks old now. The fear has gotten worse. I can't sleep because I want to make sure she doesn't stop breathing. It's like severe post-traumatic stress disorder, and it hurts me and my children energetically. Can you give me any tips to get unstuck from this pattern of fear? Yeah, the fear, your fight and flight is going up. Your fight and flight energy is in overdrive. And there's a great blog post called Are You Parenting from Fear? Because you're parenting from fear rather than faith and confidence. And you're going to parent very differently when you parent from fear versus confidence and feeling uh, secure in your parenting. This is a residual energy. And I'd also ask her, there, is there any history in the family system, the family story of loss of children and early death or miscarriage? Because it seems like this is damped up because it's a family energy. And so you're kind of at a disadvantage that you've become the one to play in this space and be able to bring it forward so you can clear it because you certainly don't want to pass on this energy because what ener- any energy we inherit and then like presents us with scenarios that actually really activate and amp up that energy. It kind of comes to us through the family story. We have life experience that even kind of fuel it, you know, really stir it up, amplify it. We can actually pass that on to generations forward if we don't uh, resolve the energy. Energy is like this sticky stain that keeps going to the next generation. It's like we pass on the stain. I'm like, oh, you got the stain now. And so you really want to motivate yourself based on the fact you don't want your children operating in their life from a place of fear, which I know you know. And again, my book, Remembering Wholeness, is a great resource for you to understand the power you have as a creator and why you want to create from a place of faith and well-being and that God and the universe are constantly conspiring to our greatest good, that the, that the universe is in support of us thriving, us doing well, being well, being affluent, that, that everything's designed to create abundance at its best. And so we're personally inflicting our own man-made experience of fear response because certainly things happen in life. For example, miscarriages happen. Now, you can just – I actually had two miscarriages. Um, I had 
a miscarriage, a birth, a miscarriage, and then three other, my other three natural children and my biological children. I have an adopted son. So of the four, I had two miscarriages in that mix. And so I didn't frame them as a loss. I framed them as pregnancies that just didn't work out. To me, there wasn't a loss factor. There was just these didn't work out. They weren't successful pregnancies, but it didn't, it didn't evoke in me a emotional loss response. That's why I'm thinking there's a, a bigger history here with your family story, that this is playing on the loss, because you could totally frame this differently, that, well, those pregnancies didn't work out, and these did. And so far, I'm doing great, because I have two healthy children. Um, the fight and flight release is if you put your fingertips let's say you take your right hand and place them on the left temple and brush back to your ear up and over your ear down to your earlobe down your neck up and over the shoulder off your ring finger your fight and flight energy is running on your triple warmer meridian and that meridian runs from the ring finger all the way up to, it's that pathway, and I just taught you how to revert, how to flush it off. It's on overdrive. So you do each side three, four times by flushing down off the arm. And you want to then just reset it by, you know, tracing up from the ring finger up the arm, up and over the shoulder, bottom of the ear, lobe, backside of the ear, around the top to the temple. You'll do both sides. So flush off going from top to bottom, top, you know, fate, eyes, temples to fingers. That's the flushing off. Now, interestingly, this particular meridian runs on its most active state between 9 and 11 p.m. So notice if it's actually churned up for you. They're probably asleep. What, you know, where, where do you notice in your daily pattern this gets activated? Is it between 9 and 11 p.m.? Good time to flush off this meridian to release it. I'd also invite you to learn how to do some tapping and clear it through tapping, um, releasing through doing some tapping. I've got a video coming up. I'm going to start re- producing. We've started producing them already. They're yet to be published in the lifestyle membership feature at dressingyourtruth.com that will be more will be publishing more content over time of how to use tapping to clear these kinds of fears and just general old programming so you if you're not a member of lifestyle yet i recommend you join lifestyle you'll look forward to that coming got my first caller kathy hi welcome to the show hi this is kathy it's good to have you. You have an 11-year-old son who's a type 2. And from my notes here, his self-esteem suffering or he's sensitive emotionally and he's he's tearing up a lot? Yes, very much so. He is um, extremely sensitive. Um, we had to change schools uh, about four years ago, and that, that really changed things for him. He did not have a very good um, – he had a good teacher that year, but the following year he had um, a horrible, horrible um, experience for third grade. And ever since then, I've really seen uh, that he's just 
I don't want to say shattered, but his confidence is lacking. And um, uh, my marriage has been on the rock, so I know that has added to it. Um, but I, I am, uh, we're doing better now, and I just want to, just from here on out, just uh, build his confidence and shore him up in uh, any way that I can. Uh, I did share with him last week that, that yeah. uh, your comments about uh, feeling invisible. I, too, am a type 2, and so is my mother. And my mother and I both shared with him that uh, we feel invisible, too, because I told him <laughs> about, you know, do you feel invisible? I was sharing with him his type, and we were discussing it, and I said, you know, they – us type twos often feel invisible and the tears immediately started flowing for him and he said yes i feel invisible so i want to have a confident yet sensitive son and i i just thank you so much for your help well first of all how do you respond to him when he shows up with the tears what like okay he shows up well, what, what's your first, what are the first things you say to him well, before Carol, I would say, no, 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 let's, let's talk through this. And I would try, I wouldn't say stop crying. I would just, I would just no, 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 no. And, and then as I've been introduced to you, I, I have changed that and I'm working on it, but I have also um, approached it with, okay, let's work through this. Let's talk through this. What is going on? What are your thoughts? Okay, so you're approaching it through reason. I'd, I'd invite you to approach it with, come over here, let's have a good cry. Because you need to cry. You have a lot yes. of pent-up tears. You have a lot of pent-up tears, and you're shutting his down because you've been, this is just generational training for type twos, you know, don't cry, you know, yeah. block the tears. So I'd invite for your sake. This is almost more for you. <laughs> He's inviting you to have a good cry with him. You need to tear. You need to let that energy out. You need to let that energy out. And so he's giving you a platform to do that. Okay. So, so we ha- let's, we'll have- let's go over here and let's have a little cry. And for you to say, you know, talk about the. This is an old pattern. Nobody's invisible in the world. It's a belief, you know. I'm. Let's all work on believing we're visible for who we are and the power of who we are. You know, recognize that maybe you have all been, you know, you feel inflicted with this type two, um, this this blending into the background, invisible. People walk all over us. You certainly don't. You know that that's a belief. And beliefs can be changed. That's a belief. And your experience will then, as you believe that, your experience will show you that belief is correct. Well, if you change that belief, then you will be able to have a different experience. And so acknowledge that, yes, there's this limitation you're running, that you be- you have this whole belief. There's no accuracy to it. There's no truth to it. it that's a man-made belief. That's there, you know, is that God-made or man-made? Truth is God-made, and this is a man-made belief. And so teach – you are basically teaching yourself through your inner child is healing by helping your 11-year-old son get appropriate support and clarity on what's really going on here. So invite the tears. Make them okay. 
let that energy flush out, recognize the old limiting belief that's been operating in your family system or working, we now choose to change that. What do we want? Do we want to be invisible to the world? Of course not. Well, that belief's not going to get us much. That belief's going to get us more, invis- more invisible. Uh, you know, what should we change it to? Let's all work on this together. Okay. That's, that's really incredible. I, I love every word of that. Oh, okay. So when I well, I noticed right see I noticed right away that you were ready to start crying when you started talking, and you have a reflex to override it. You you notice the reflex comes up because you're mo- you'll start talking about what you are sense you know what is so emotion it's you cannot avoid the emotional side of your who you are, but you've learned to kind of energetically choke it or push it back and notice how you do that. Start noticing your reflex because you're doing it a lot of times when I, you probably, and this is true, this is classic um, universal response for a lot of type two people because of the feedback you were given as children to not let the tears come. So don't go into reason with this child. So you're meeting him with let's talk about it. Well, let's just cry about it then we can, let's come up with a different, what do we want instead? What do we want? But let, let's honor our emotion and that we're emotional people. This is great and it's powerful. Yeah, and, and I did talk to him and this is God's design for who you are. You know, you balance out all the high energy running around, confident, look at me, look at me types. And we had a full well, see, discussion that even, about that. That's even saying, that's saying that the, confident people or extroverts that are running around saying, look at me. I mean, that, that's a perception you have about people of other types that are type three or type one or even more extrovert in their type. But that's a misunderstanding as well. And the world is full of successful type two people that have made a huge mark on the human experience. You know, you just got to remind yourself, I'm in the category with Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Einstein. We're doing well here. It's You see, make sure your references don't have this innuendo of judgment. It's all energy. It's all it is. Talk about it as energy and movement versus qualifying it as giving it a value. Okay. None is, and so- none is more valuable than the other. It's all valuable. So as we as we cry through this process to let that energy out and to work through it and to not reason with it, but to discuss, you know, that's a man-made belief and truth is, yeah. is um, God-made and 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 so working through the emotional part of feeling invisible. Then, I mean, how are the Martin Luther Kings and the Mark Zuckerberg so confident, and yet they are type two sensitive creatures? Because I want my because type two son as confident as they no, are. Nobody, they apparently, I don't. I mean, I you know, to what degree they may deal with the misunderstanding of their own nature, but not to the point where it shut them down, obviously, and they followed their their life path and purpose is they apparently had enough support in who they were that they weren't sent um, these false messages as children. The fact that your mom's a type two, you're a type, this is a generational wounding. 
And so in my um, honor the emotion as it presents, and that's something that has not ever happened for you or your son, to say, and to even have some fun with this and go, that was a really good cry. How would you rate that? <laughs> I see okay. that eight on the crying scale. <laughs> you know, make it okay to just go, that was a good one. That was one of our best yet. Okay, now yeah, what do we I, want I mean, to create? What do we want to create here? You know, what do we want? What? What? Who do? We, how do we want to be seen? Okay. What do we want to experience? Have you read my book, Remembering Thomas? Have you read that? No. Oh, there's a good one, and I'd read it. I do read aloud with him. Read it together. He's old enough. Okay. Okay. You can. Hear, I, I mean, think I, you can have, make this a really enjoyable experience rather than one that feeling so frustrating it's like wow I look forward to those those good cries with my son (laughs) I I I kind of do actually I mean I (laughs) I I just want him to I I don't want to paint a wrong picture here I have a very successful mother who is about to turn 80 and is a very successful um, she's an Episcopal priest retired now but uh, and I'm a successful businesswoman. We have success, even though we're type two. Absolutely. Why does it I matter? Just want it, so it has nothing to do with. That's your outer world. We're talking about your inner world. Yeah, and we need help on anybody, the inner anybody, world. Anybody, yeah, you're working on the inner self, and that's good. And then, um, the uh, this is more about your healing than his. Don't worry so much about him. This is, gonna, this is not going to get passed on. You know, so you know a lot more. You're at a huge advantage. And so now use this as a springboard for growth rather than an issue that has to be resolved. That's a real different approach. No longer is this an issue that has to be resolved. It's presenting as an opportunity for personal growth for both of us. It's a beautiful opportunity. Okay. So. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Kathy. I appreciate it. Well, we're at the close of our show. If you did call in, you got to make sure get on, get in there, and uh, get into my lineup by the thirty-minute mark, so that we can make sure you get on on the air. I'll be back next week with uh, chores, motivating the type three child. Last week's blog post, Three Tips to Motivate Your Fun-Loving Type 1 Child to Do Chores, is live on the childwhisper.com website. And did you know that you can subscribe to the Child Whisper podcast on iTunes? There is a link in the copy of the show. You can go to iTunes and subscribe to have my weekly podcast sent to you. And I would love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. That's the direct link to my iTunes podcast page. And I am on Facebook every day, and I actually manage my own Facebook page. It's me. You get When I interact, it's really me. When there's a reply to a comment, it's me. So like me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle. So I love helping you. I love that you're dedicated as a parent to change the ways that we've raised children to be one of truth-based parenting rather than shame-based parenting. I do the same thing in the Dressing Your Truth world. We help women leave the world of shame-based beauty and my body and appearance is flawed to one of truth and love. And I love that I'm doing that in the parenting world as well, from shame-based parenting to truth-based parenting to inspire our children to live their truth 
so that they can be engaged in their life purpose in the fullest capacity, living true to their nature, blessing their life and the lives of others in the, the, what, they're, what they're meant to do in their lifetime. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll be with you again next week. Thanks for listening. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.